It's Nick, and it is Podcast 62. Today we're going to be recapping the NBA and NHL playoffs and then giving draft grades for all 32 NFL teams, grading how every pick and the entire draft went for them rounds one through seven. I think we got some hot takes and some pretty good analysis, so can't wait to mm-hmm. talk about that. We're going to start with the least less exciting playoffs, I guess, with the NBA. I think the NHL has had some bigger upsets and some more exciting stuff. But starting... I mean, yeah. Starting with the <laughs> NBA, uh, we've got we already know that Miami beat Milwaukee in the first round, and they're currently up one nothing on New York. Uh, probably will be two nothing after night, considering Brunson and Randall are game time decisions for New York. Uh, Philly did uh, did actually end up beating Boston in Game One without Joel Embiid. Um, you know what? Not worried. The Celtics are going to sun him in six. I'm not too worried about it. Let Embiid come back, whatever it is. James Harden mm-hmm. did play incredibly well, though. I think he put up, what, 46 points, 48 points last night? He, t- I think. He, tied his, and he tied his playoff career high or something. We also uh, just have to put together a good defensive you know, game bro, plan. I don't, do one. I don't know what's up with the Celtics and not being able to guard guards in the playoffs right now, but it's starting to really annoy me. Like, really yep. annoy me. Uh, they couldn't guard Trey last round, and now they're struggling with James Harden in game one. Tatum looked great, yep. but besides the point, they didn't get the W, so that's what, it is what it is. I mean, the big thing is to take away for, for me was the fact that the Celtics lost, not just on this, but basically at the end on uh, Malcolm Brogdon's only turnover of the game was really bad. Otherwise, they're not losing that game um, That's fair. At that point, they were up three, I think, or whatever it was. Or, or at least they were up by one, at least. I know that. Um, and they threw it right into um, Maxie's hands. Maxie goes down for the slam. They get the ball back. Um, and I think that – was that the one before James Harden threw? I think it was. So, a couple things happened back and forth. Uh, James Harden stepped back over Marcus Smart. Uh, or no, sorry, that was Horford. Uh, bangs that home. And then Celtics still have a chance – only down one at that point um or down two whatever it was to score at least tie it and go to overtime or win and uh Tatum gets called for the foul and then they go up three so yeah i mean like it's a I, tough a loss but like end, but... it's a tough loss to take but it doesn't it wasn't a loss that necessarily concerns me i don't like the fact that we now have to play three games on the road in philly and they've kind of stolen the home home court advantage of that with jo- yep. uh with Joel Embiid coming back at some point in the series, probably. Um, Denver is up 2-0 on Phoenix, which is a shocking development to me, but they're still uh, Phoenix is still going to win in six, so it doesn't really matter. LOL. It's not <laughs> stop this madness. Right you now. think it's I'm kidding. I, you, I know you're you're not kidding, but I still know you'll be wrong. So I'm confident. Fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, guys. I'm confident that my NBA champion pick is still going to be dominant against the Suns and go be dominant against either LA or Golden State. It don't matter. And then win the NBA champions. You're not happening. Win the NBA champions. Yeah. Yes. They're going to win the NBA champions. They will. We are the NBA champions. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a, that's huge development as we're talking about the NBA. Um, Joel Embiid has won the NBA MVP award. So breaking news, Joel Embiid has won the NBA MVP, which we will talk about after. Good for him after this NBA playoff recap segment because that's big news. We should talk about that. Um, Since we have last talked to you about the NBA, the Golden State Warriors have defeated the Sacramento Kings in seven games to advance to play the Lakers in round two. 
I think that'll be a wonderful series. We get to see LeBron and Steph face off probably for the last time in the NBA playoffs. I don't. Yep. They, very unlikely they meet again. Maybe I'm wrong, but that Denver feat. We'll um, I'm kind of sad that Sacramento didn't advance, but we all knew that it would be a tough series. I think I called Sacramento in seven. We all had that. We all had that series going to seven games, I believe, except for maybe Steve. Um, and uh, yeah. I think you had six, right? You said six. Yep. But. Great series, really good basketball. Sad that De'Aaron Fox broke his index finger. Great, great basketball by both sides, and good win by uh, Golden State in Game 7. Steph put up 50 points, legendary performance. Um, Steph is that dude. That's really all I have to say about that. Steph's the only person to ever put up a 50-pointer in a Game 7. In Game 7. That's crazy. Um, and this is why I'm going to say it because Kyle said in our chat, um, Kyle, I would not build around Trey Young because Trey thinks he's Steph. He's not, and he's not and Steph. He'll never carry that anywhere. Okay, bro, the so, dog is adorable. Hold on, can we just take oh, a yeah, minute? Oh yeah, can, can we take puppy. a minute and see the puppy? Yeah, look how adorable that puppy is. Is this your puppy or is this one you're just yes. watching? This one's actually mine. The one in the background is not actually mine. Oh, <laughs> I, I need just to I need to clarify one. something here because Austin What's just up? said Austin. I, I need to like explain my reasons. Yes. <laughs> why i think that oh my lord when i mean build around a piece that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be the one and only guy that's not like what i'm considering <laughs> building around i just mean they'll be like a key part of it and i think well, that's, young, that, that's not that's and not that's building around him you're building around him being no no a key part of it not being the number one no no if you're building around somebody they are the number one yes like the Celtics, how I'm interpreting. The Celtics, that's, 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 that's how the general know. population denotes that. Term. Like that's how the. Well, I'm weird, Jake. Okay? I don't we, care, we dude. Not be news. I'm fine like, with you interpreting it that we way. We all knew that, but you can't send a video when we all know what Calvin what? was saying, and then be like, "No, that's not how I interpret." It's like that's what the but video that's, was. But I that's. Don't think it should be a straight no either, though. Like if we're going to interpret I, it that way, like he. I think there should be a little bit up for a debate about it. They've already built around it. Trey, and they can't be they can't they can't they can't be better than an eight seed. Like they, they get the conference that team around him is awful. You give him Jalen Brunson, Luca, or bro, they went and got a Dejounte Murray. What else more do you want? More Dejounte Dejounte Murray isn't enough with Trey. You need at least one more piece. You need a big three. Plus, John Collins should be producing, but because Trey Young refuses to pass on the ball, he doesn't. Point. Mm -hmm. All right, that's fair. You got me there. All right, two And then they got a backup center who I really like, but I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, mm -hmm. But looking forward to the LA Golden State series again. I think it's going to be a good one. I think it'll probably go seven. I think this could go to the distance too. Um, I think. I think without okay, if AD shows up like he did, was it one and was it game four? No, I think it was five. Either way, there were two games yeah. where he scored over thirty, um, and two games. Yeah, where he, he does that. Where he yeah. scored like ten points in each, and he went eight for twenty-seven in those two combined. Yeah. yeah. If if the other AD shows up, it's over in five. I don't think I it think hangs on AD to be honest with you. I think it hangs on the other three, meaning D'Angelo, Rui, Austin Reeves, and if Vanderbilt shows up, that could be a big one. The reason yeah. I'm saying it hinges for me on AD is because I think the other ones play a part. But if AD goes out and gives you thirty, they're winning yeah. those games because. Who's stopping him inside? Green Green's not doing anything with with uh. And neither AD. is Kevon Looney. If, neither is Kevon. Right. Looney. If the true AD shows up, who yeah. just doesn't care and goes out and manhandles people. So I think typically then you, have, then you have LeBron. So yeah, 
I, I mean, I think typically that kind of makes sense for the most part against, especially against the Grizzlies, which I want to talk about the god-awful uh, Brooks for a sec. But, <laughs> but against a team like Golden State that has a lot of playoff experience and that's pr- that can be, have a pretty solid bench, that's a team that you want to be more balanced as a whole. No individual players can really do much. Uh, they're in that case. not awful this year. Who, the Warriors or the... Is that what you were saying, the Warriors bench? The Warriors or the Lakers bench? I think both are pretty bad. But at the least Lakers the Warriors, their start, like their starting five, when they're all on the court together, are very, very good. It was something like <laughs> with... Oh, shit. Sorry. With Steph, what was it? I saw the stat earlier. I forget how much it was. But it was a ridiculous, like, amount of how much better they were with Steph on the court. Yeah. No, against the Kings. I think against the Kings, they were, like, plus 50 with Steph on the court and negative, like, a ridiculous amount. But I don't think the Lakers bench is that bad since the trade deadline, but that's neither here nor there. Before yeah. we move into the NHL playoff recap, let's just talk about Joel Embiid being the MV, uh, NBA MVP a little bit. I mean, I think it's as expected. I think that's probably where it should have gone if it wasn't mm-hmm. going to go to Giannis and or the Joker. Uh, Embiid mm-hmm. was the other person in that running, and I think Embiid has deserved it for a while. So I'm fine with it. Yes. I think that's probably the right call here. I know that Kyle's going to disagree because he wants it to be Jokic, but... And probably because I, Jokic is an unathletic white guy, just like Kyle. So, <laughs> damn, shots fired, Jake. Bang, bang. bang. There's some favoritism um, of the people quoting, but we won't get into that. Yikes. That doesn't exist Yikes. at all. Um, oh I do think Embiid deserves it. So I like, I don't hate it. Like, yeah. I thought all three, I thought all three this year really did like deserve it. So like, I don't think. I think no matter which way it went, it would have been, like, a fair... What's sad is that if this is, like, two years ago, Tatum has an MVP on lock with the season that he had, and so does, like, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and multiple other people who put up over 30, but... Shea, Shea, I think, could be an MVP, like, in a couple years. If that team gets better and they start winning more, yes. Which, obviously, they're going to. They have, like, 25 first-round picks in five years, and Chet hasn't played yet, so... (laughs) Now, I wonder, what are some of, like, your dark horses for MVP? Like, now or next year? Oh, right now. I mean, Joel Embiid already won it, so it depends on what context you're asking. I don't know. I try to – I think maybe it's just because of the playoffs, but I think in terms of value, it's hard to really think of value other than somebody like Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. especially on Miami, considering when they have a game they need to win it is all on his back and he's been doing this at least the last two playoffs he's been the reason why they go so far but i know it's a regular season yeah or four no they were eliminated in the first round by the bucks three years ago but they went to the championship in the bubble yeah okay in the bubble sorry my bad yeah also oh you're trying oh narcissist is trying to get out of her cage again but (laughs) but i think in terms of value somebody like like Butler, yeah, he was. He's been phenomenal for Miami. But you know who I think is also a dark horse MVP for next candidate? year. Yeah, go for, ahead. Yeah, for next year, Jalen Brunson. Uh, no, I don't think he's going to get it because I don't think he is like the done. I like a number, like a pure superstar like the others. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's an extreme dark horse just because of what he's brought this to this Knicks team. Like he's brought so much energy and sense star power to this team that is worth the contract that he got that a lot of people didn't think he was worth it and he has shut them up. 
So mm -hmm. I, that's what I'm meaning by like dark horse. Like obviously mm -hmm. compared to Embiid and I mean Jock could get Edom. one. Jock could get one. Jock could also get one. If but Zion stays, if Zion ever stayed healthy, I think he could get one. But he can't I don't think stay he healthy. ever will get it because he can't stay healthy. Like, that's the thing. Like he'd have to stay healthy. Yeah. And he LeBron does, and he doesn't care. What's up? He has to do what LeBron does and spend money on his body, like. And he doesn't. Yeah. He do he doesn't like, yeah. Bro, I can't even care. blame him. Nola food is so good. <laughs> I can't even that's blame that's him. Fair. I can't even like, blame him. I'm sorry. After that, what was it? After his first season, he came back. Then I'm like, dude, what? You're an NBA <laughs> player, dude. You can't show up like that. He's trying to be shaped like a wisdom tooth. Love it. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> well, let's move on to the NHL playoffs because we got a lot to get through today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start in the Western Conference solely because I got this, the entire side of this I, bracket correct. copying me, by the way. Nobody was copying you. Copying I had the Kraken me. already win. I had the Kraken winning before you even did it. I went first. It was a mix <laughs> of a copy and a legitimate thing. <laughs> I was the only well, one, I think, who didn't pick them. But besides the point, go ahead, Jake, keep going. Yeah, fuck you, Kyle. Uh, we, we expect that at this point. <laughs> no, no. The Kraken beat the uh, Avalanche in <laughs> a seven-game game series um that is a surprise because obviously the avalanche were the one seed both one seeds are out by the way like gotta love mm -hmm. hockey um and the avalanche did win the stanley cup last year so the kraken uh are actually the first team in nhl history to have their first um round win come against a reigning stanley cup champion impressive the Dallas Stars beat the Wild 4-2. The Knights rolled over the Jets 4-1, and the Oilers beat the Kings 4-2. Um, when you have Connor McDavid, it's kind of easy. Let's start with the middle of these uh, the Eastern Conference because I don't want to talk about the teams up top and up bottom yet. Oh, hold on, hold on. But before we actually move to the East, can we at least talk about these Western teams? Because like, I mean, you can. Like, I mean, you can. I don't think there's anything. I don't think it's surprising at all. But yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, the I Kraken's think, a little surprising, but I was gonna say, yeah. like, you have to give a nod to the Kraken, um, because I do think their win over the Avalanche is not being talked about enough. Solely yeah. because of the upset that happened on the other side. We're of the not Kraken, talking about we'll that get, right now. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying. The Kraken's like upset over the defending Stanley Cup champions, the number one seed in the Western Conference, the Kraken's second year in existence, all of which they put together and were able to beat Roll Kraken win in seven mm -hmm. games. <laughs> At least we got a team to root for. Uh, yeah. Bro, I told you, um, I've adopted Seattle as my second city besides the Seahawks. So, like, the Sea Dragons and the Kraken, I'm, ro I'm rolling with them. Oh, we only got the Kraken now. <laughs> We only have the Kraken now, yeah. I'm not like super shocked the Kraken did it because like I could I like I could have I like saw them like going far and not far into the players but like far into the series. But I am shocked that they weren't that they Avalanche didn't pull it off. Like I thought they'd be able to fight off the Kraken. So like, congrats to you guys for getting that series right. Well done. Oh, thanks, man. Kraken to the finals, baby. Kraken's um, taking the Stanley Cup home, baby. Let's go yeah. Stars, because uh, they're my team to win the Stanley Cup this year. So let's go Stars. I've got the Kraken anyway, beating. Good. Let's You're go. Winning? I did. A Dallas I team stars winning stars. ever. What? That's not allowed. I had the Stars winning. Uh, let's talk about how the Maple Leafs have finally won a first-round playoff <laughs> series. 19 years, man. Bro, how many times have they made the playoffs years. in 19 years that they just couldn't get out of the first round? Uh, it was like 10 of them right <laughs> yeah, <it's 10. laughs> That's, uh, here's the thing though i think 
I think to counter their curse, they had to put all of their a I think the NHL gods had to put all of their bad luck into one team. So I think I blame uh, the I, I blame uh, the Maple Leafs for screwing everything up. But anyways, uh, I, Toronto wins I love my time. I love how Toronto celebrated like they won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but you know what? Good for them. Bro, they good on beat, them. Dude, Toronto's not a lot to cheer for, so. But, like, Toronto, I was watching like videos and I'm like, wow, you guys really are celebrating. Like, you just I won mean, the whole thing. I they mean, don't have can NBA you even blame so them, dude? <laughs> no, I can't blame them. Like, <laughs> blame I can't blame them at all. So, um, I mean, but I just find it hilarious. The other <laughs> not ridiculous series here is that Carolina beat uh, the Islanders. <sighs> Fun fact I got the entire Western Conference correct in our bracket and the entire Eastern Conference incorrect. Um, 50, that's 50. Really sad. Uh, literally, I don't remember how many I got right. I, I just I got three or four. That's hilarious. Uh, Carolina beating the Islanders isn't a shock. I mean, we we all know the Carolina is really good. I uh, thought the Islanders would put up more of a fight. So did I. I really did. I, I had them winning that, that series. I did too. <laughs> I thought the Islanders would really put up more of a fight. Um, so that's shocking to me that her because the Hurricanes are so beat up right now. Like it's and not. I was like really shocked. It, I mean, it is what it is. Anything, anything yeah. can happen in hockey. We all know that. But I'm gonna, Kyle. I'm gonna yield to you for the Rangers series before we get to the other one. Um, I'm not even gonna say the name right now. I'm not all even right. gonna say the name right now. All right. Yeah. So, first off, great series between the Devils and Rangers. That being said, this fucking team likes to break my heart. <laughs> this fucking team. Goes up 2 nothing on the series. Comes back home. Craps the bed. Completely shits on themselves. All over themselves. They don't know how to play the sport. It's tied 2-2. Comes back to New Jersey. Gets absolutely shit on again. Shut out. Now it's 3-2 coming back to New York. Rangers look like a fucking hockey team again. Dominate the Devils. Decide to actually play. And then don't show up for game seven. The one game <laughs> that fucking matters. And you're nowhere to be found? Yeah, they got blown how out do, for nothing. How do you get shut out in a game seven? How does that happen? What was the score? Four nothing. Four nothing. It was bad. Four it was bad. Nothing. How does this happen? Like, I'm not upset that the I'm not as upset that the Rangers lost. It's how they lost. You should not lose a game seven by being shut out. That should not happen. Kyle, I think, Kyle, I think I can one up you. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. You cannot you win a minute. No, no, no. You guys lost in overtime. No, hold fun. on a minute. I, no. I think I'm I can saying, I think on. I can one up you real quick. You cannot one up. This is awful. I can. Awful, awful, awful. <laughs> you want showing know? by this team. Also, to top it off, <laughs> Madison Square Gardens charging over five hundred dollars for upper bowl tickets in round one? What the <laughs> hell are you doing? You're charging six hundred dollars for round two for the next games. What are you doing? They probably Madison knew they were gonna Square get eliminated, Garden so they is, wanted to get more money. Oh it, man. Madison Square Garden is taking advantage of <laughs> Knicks fans right now because they're actually good for the first time and who knows how long. Like what has it been? Ten years since this team can actually like kind of compete, really? Uh when was oh, when, did, when was Miller there? Fourteen? Was it thirteen or fourteen? Yeah. So yeah, decade. Over that. I was like, this is ridiculous that they're charging this much. Absolutely ridiculous. So I can anyway, one up you, Kyle. I can You I, cannot one up me. You I guys can. lost an overtime. So here's the count. thing. You wanna know what's worse than losing a series when you're uh tied two two? 
being the greatest regular season team ever, being up 3-1 on the worst team in the playoffs. Having a lead in game five and losing it. Having a lead in game six and losing it. Having a lead in game seven with a minute and losing it in overtime. Less than a minute, by the way. And all by being up 3-1 with all of those leads as well. (laughs) Every single one Um, was a closeout game. You know what? Good for the Florida Panthers. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, the and Bruins, you let a warm weather team win. That's even worse. I am yep. dis- I am disappointed. I am not mad. I am disappointed in the Bruins. <laughs> I, I'm so disappointed. I really am. I do just want to say that a season's success should not only be determined by it's not. winning a trophy. It's it, not. You should, you should look me. at the success of a team by exceeding expectations. Which both the Bruins and the Rangers did. So I would classify both se- both teams' seasons as a success. Both of them exceeded their expectations. Bruins. Here's the no problem with that. Hell, no, hold, hold, no way in hell that anyone could have looked at the Bruins and said, "Oh yeah, they're going to become the greatest regular season team of all time." So here's the problem with that analysis, there, Kyle, is that expectations yeah. change over time. So when they became the greatest regular season team to ever exist in the history of the NHL, the expectation became championship or bust. If you want to look at it from the beginning of the regular season, yeah, sure, you're yeah, probably accurate. Counting. But I'm Not telling you, accurate. I am when accurate. when you when you get to the playoffs and you're the greatest regular season team to ever exist to ever play the game of hockey and it's over 100 year existence you are regular season you are expected to win a championship so that's where the disappointment comes in or at least make it through had that nowadays with tom brady it was like okay you're gonna win it was like the expectation. I mean, literally, this playoff series for the Bruins is under the 07 Patriots series, but it is up there in the most disappointing things to happen in Boston sports since I've been alive. Yes. Uh, I see. Okay, ahead, Kyle, Mike. here's the no, thing. Go ahead. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, if you're a fan, what do we all actually care about? I can't brag to people about, like, well, I'm not really a Bruins fan anyway, so I don't like, care about hockey. But, like, let's say it was the Patriots, right? They go and they're undefeated like they were in that season. And You're not bragging about being undefeated? I'm going to be like, yeah, whatever. Because at the end, I mean, at everybody's the end, going to throw it back in your face and go, yeah, but you lost the biggest moment. I was going to say, That's literally, everybody, nobody remembers the fact that the Patriots were 16-0 in that nobody, regular season. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Now that you like it, ma- like it matters. Really? It matters, <laughs> but nobody cares. Wait, let me, yeah, let me finish. <laughs> Only thing. Look at every sports fan, every sports city, all of those things. What do they all care about? What do everybody always talks about? You can say it's wrong, but it's just the fact of the matter is. People only care about championships. Why? Because I can go buy merch for a ring. I can go buy a hat. I can. You can buy regular season merch. No one cares about regular season merch. Really? Then why do they sell it? And you talking in, about just a jersey? I can. In the words of Angel Reef and now Haley Van Lee, division champions, regular season yeah. champions. You can buy merch for. You want to know? You want to know? Almost nobody yeah, does. Well, I'm also, also that, right now? that's the equivalent well, of the Colts hanging a banner that says AFC cha- uh, AFC Championship Participant. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. It's basically I love seeing that NBA championship shirt more than I like seeing that NBA regular season winners. So that just right. does not achieve anything for me until they have that. And let that let me let me say it from this point too, right? So Kyle, I don't remember. I think you did sports in high school, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you were any of your teams went far or whatever. I was on a team, went undefeated, won our conference championship. That's oh, all great. We go to the state finals, lose two zero. 
I do not care. I, it's not that I didn't care about the rest of the season after that, but in my mind, whenever I look back on the season, I'm just, I, I die. You're obsessed over, yeah. I, I literally cannot be, like, dying over that last moment because, like, if we had lost earlier in the playoffs or if we had, like, not gone undefeated, it wouldn't be the same. It's the fact that we were undefeated. We won our championship. Like, everything was going perfectly. You lose that last moment. And honestly, I've looked back and I said, knowing from the uh, previous years where I lost earlier in the playoffs, those don't hurt like that one does because you're at the cusp where you literally can taste it and then it just it just so out of your hand here's it what it comes matter. down to for me right so would you rather take a 16 and 0 regular season get to the super bowl and lose or do you take a 9 and 7 regular season and win a ch- title i'm taking the winning a title. a title every time oh yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, so bro, it's not that I the regular season doesn't matter it's just that the title matters that much more and as a new york fan you should understand that because that's all you guys ever do Yo, hold on, well, hold on a minute. No, you're a Yankees fan, bro. You can't even talk at this point. I can talk about that because they <laughs> suck even worse, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> to be fair about the Yankees, they're so hurt right now. But that's 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 it. That's we'll, all we'll, we'll talk about that probably next week. Let's <laughs> talk about some of these series that are coming up in the NHL, and we'll move to the NHL draft stuff. Uh, Kraken versus Stars. We all know Kyle wants the Stars. I think most of us are on the Let's side of the Kraken. Kraken. Um, objectively, Kraken. the Stars are the better team, but roll Kraken. Uh, yeah. The Knights versus the Knights oh, versus the, the Knights versus the Oilers series is going to be incredibly fun. Um, I think mm-hmm. the I think the Knights are Knights. the better team, but the Oilers have the two better players. So yeah. Drysaitel and McDavid are going to go nuts. Um, the Knights are the better team. I think they're going to get through that series. But we really have to start questioning how great Connor McDavid is if he can't get a title to Edmonton soon. Uh, let's just talk about that. No. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Oh, my I'm God. Tro- I'm trolling. I mean, that is an absolute troll, by the way. That, that's a troll, by the way. Um, Florida versus Toronto. I'm going to take Toronto. I mean, maybe they go back and do exactly what their coach said they were going to do and dismantle the Maple Leafs one game at a time, whatever that quote was. <laughs> Legendary all-time quote now. All-time three one or what? No, that was at the beginning of the series. That was the Panthers said that before the Bruins series ever started. So all-time quote now. All-time quote. (laughs) Did they necessarily do it as middle of game by game? Not exactly, but yeah. Uh, Yes, yes, they did. Kinda, kinda, yeah, they did. After after they went up three one, yes. Through the first four games, it wasn't looking that way at all. Um. The Hurricanes versus the Devils series. The Devils are still young, but the Hurricanes are banged up. So we'll see how that series goes. Um, I think the Devils. Awesome. I think the Devils have a legitimate shot at getting through that series, but solely because the Hurricanes are really banged up at the moment. And I mean, that's really all we have. Uh, I think that's all I have left to say about the NHL playoffs. Anybody else? Suck it, Uh... Rangers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah fuck you kyle <laughs> after what you said about the bruins after game seven you know fuck you kyle i will say the one time kyle gets something right and has something over us boston fans it immediately blows up in his face because his team falls apart oh fuck uh president's trophy curse is real uh, it's not real it is real there's no uh, such until, thing as curses it's real um until real. until uh somebody does it and wins the title kyle can't be wrong so 
I gotta whatever, give him that. Whatever, whatever. It hasn't happened in over ten years. So like last time, uh, President's Trophy team won was ten years ago. And I... that, was short, that was in a shortened season too. So if you want to do like a full NHL See, season, that hasn't the... happened in since fifteen, 15 years. So, like, it's the same. It's the same as the Madden curse care. until Brady broke it. So <laughs> you should care, Jake. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. President's <laughs> Trophy curse. Okay, on. I'm ready to move on to the NFL draft. Um, last Thursday through Saturday, the NFL held its seven-round NFL dra- NFL rookie draft. And if you don't know, I'm a junkie for the NFL draft. I absolutely love it. I watched for the NFL. This is true. I watched all but the ending of round one in full because I am absolutely insane, and I absolutely love NFL drafts. I love college football. I love scouting when it comes two prospects coming into the NFL. Um, as you guys probably have watched our top 10 quarterback evaluations videos and our videos on all the quarterbacks, um, make sure to go check those out if you haven't watched them because they're absolutely wonderful content. Some great analysis by me and Kyle for most of them. We're going to do this in alphabetical order, starting with the Bears all the way down through. I believe the last team is the Vikings. I am correct. So the way Mm -hmm. they would pop up in Madden, (laughs) just because it was the easiest way to do it. And I'm going to start with the Bears. The way the grading works is an A is a great draft, a B is an above average draft, a C is an average draft, a Mm -hmm. D is below average, an F, you just fucked up. It's a Mm -hmm. bad draft. So don't crucify me when a lot of teams get C's because these are average drafts. (laughs) Yep. Am um, I looking at it wrong? Because I see S, love it. Uh, like next it. tab, next tab, next sheet. There's two ah, sheets. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, I requested. Uh, I gave you the access. Can... Who you the did. heck put yeah, the New York Rangers sticker in there? I don't know, what but it's heck? leaving. It was definitely Kyle. I don't know why <laughs> no, I was there. I promise that was not me. I swear. I don't God. know who did that, but honestly, um, I, I don't love it. I All promise right. it was not me. I think it was, but that's fine. It was not me. Yeah. I'm innocent. Let's start with the Bears, and I'm giving their draft a C plus. Um, I love their second and fourth rounds with Gervin Dexter and Tyreek Stevenson. I love Roshan Johnson. I think he adds a lot to the backfield, and I love Tyler Scott as the fourth option in that offense. I absolutely hate the Darnell Wright pick. I fucking hate it. They had Darnell Wright. They had Peter Skaronski and yep. um, Broderick Jones on the board, and they went for offensive tackle four. Plus, they traded down one spot and could have had Jalen Carter. If they had taken Jalen Carter or any one of the other offensive tackles, this is probably a B to a B-plus draft. I absolutely yeah. hate the Darnell Wright pick. I also really like the okay. Noel Sewell pick. I really do. Um, I can't wait I to do. see I can't I, wait to see him play his brother. <laughs> I, I, I love that pick, too, um, the Noel Sewell pick. Um, I just think he is a little bit more explosive coming off the interior linebacker position. Um, I think he adds a lot more of a aspect to their run defense, um, especially goal line defense-wise. Um, he's been pretty great at Oregon, and honestly, I think that's that's a big snag there for him, um, for also for the Bears in general, just to be able to get someone like that. He's a very good off-ball linebacker. I like I like the way he played at Oregon. I know that a lot of people, or at least some people I watch very regularly, were not as high on Noah Sewell as I was. But we're going to move right into the Bengals. Um, I gave it a B-. I basically like everything they did except for Miles Murphy. I'm not as high on Miles Murphy as a lot of other people are. Um, I think he 
lacks some of the bend that you need to be a really good pass rusher in the NFL. And there are other guys on the board, i.e. Nolan Smith, who I think are going to be better. But DJ Turner, Jordan Battle, um, those guys in the second and third round, I think you got really good value. You got a good corner and a really good safety to add to the back end of that defense. So it's a B-minus draft. They got better. I don't like everything they did. It's an above, It's about above average. I really liked it. Um, I, I think Miles Murphy is in there um, because of the fact that um, both their edges are on really high-end contract deals right now. And I think they might be trying to offload them um, come the start of the season. And I think that's the reason why they kind of wanted to pick up a new young I, I understand uh, going edge. I understand yeah. going edge. I just think Nolan Smith would have been better. I yep. think so too, but I understand Miles Murphy's uh, aspects of where he might fill in on that roster for them. Mm-hmm. Um, he is playing a little bit more of a uh, run stopper in that in that edge position, I think he plays a little bit more run defense than he does uh, pass rushing, which I kind of wish they went for a little bit more pass rush for the Bengals. Especially in the AFC. But I get it. I get it because you're in the AFC North. They're dealing with a mobile quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Um, You got Nick Chubb in the Browns. You got a so-so Najee Harris still in Pittsburgh who could go off in some games or could not. So I understand why they went with Miles Murphy in this aspect, but I kind of wish they did go for a little bit more of a high-end pass rusher. Yeah, yeah I think it's – Go ahead, Steve. Well, I think especially in the AFC, I mean, at some point, every team's really got to go for a top corner and or a top pass rusher at this point because the quarterback talent you're going up against, you really need, need, need to be able to bull rush the quarterback. Also, at the same time, I mean – you may look back at Tampa Bay when they won the Super Bowl. The reason why their defense did so well is because of their pass rush. And a really good pass rush can definitely mask a not-so-great secondary than a not-so-great secondary of a really good pass rush because corners can only cover for so long. So the more time you eliminate also brings up a lot more time for turnovers as well. So I, I... I like the Bengals draft. I mean, they could have moved up like Buffalo did, pick up a really good tight end that could have helped out at the same time. I mean, especially if you get yourself a, a hybrid tight end, extra help to block for Joe Burrow's great, but also having another pass catcher. I mean, some guy right underneath. I mean, especially you, you can stretch the field so easily with those receivers. But, I mean, yeah, you know, defense is good because they lost some good pieces. It's funny that you mentioned the Bills, Steve, because I also gave them a B minus. A lot of people are higher on this draft than I am. I don't. I understand Dalton Kincaid is a pass catcher. I don't understand taking mm-hmm. a tight end like Dalton Kincaid in round one if you're the Bills because you already have Dawson Knox. I was yep. gonna just say they should have gone interior linebacker. I think in this on their first round pick um, to replace um, Tremaine Edmonds, who went mm-hmm. to. Uh, who went to the Bears, I think that was a big filler that they needed to use on their first-round pick. Um, I think they did a good job of that with round three with Dorian Williams, though, I, I which do, brings up the I draft. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too, but I just kind of wish the Bills did go a little bit more on their linebacker and defense, not offense, because you just re-signed Dawson Knox to, like, what, a four-year contract deal? Yeah. Um, And you're now bringing in a rookie tight end to sit behind him, who probably, depending on how – um, the Bills decide to play. Um, I really just don't think they play with a two tight end set. 
I mean, two tight ends sent. I mean, you get some extra blockers so that Josh Allen can run more and put his body on the line. Watch that be the case. I kind of like uh, maybe some offensive line help so that Josh doesn't have to run as much. She can be a little more presence in the pocket. I mean, picking up potentially another wide receiver maybe makes a little bit more sense, especially with they have Dawson Knox or even just going all in on. I think they should have gone for pass rush. Especially to help Von Miller because he's a like I think we've seen Von Miller is very much like a third or fourth um, down pass rusher. I, I think more linebacker and secondary help is what they, they should have gone for. Sitting there and they didn't take him. Uh, that's well, that's my I'm problem saying. with the Bengals one too. Yeah, is that like they had these guys on on the edge and uh, linebacker positions that they could have taken to help mm-hmm. bolster them, but like the Bills D line is pretty strong. They got Ed Oliver, Von Miller, Greg Rosu. Those guys are pretty talented guys, and they're still, like, besides Von Miller, the rest of them are still pretty young, still yeah. on some pretty young deals. So, I mean, like, mm. I didn't see any purpose of going any D-line positions for them, but mm. I do wish that the Bills did go linebacker. I think that was the biggest need for them in the first round. Honestly, I do think that they filled out some of those needs that we were talking about in the second through the fifth round, including getting Osiris Torrens as a guard. Um, I do yep. like the Dorian Williams pick. He's one of my sleeper linebackers in this class. I really like that pick. Like, genuinely, I think it's a great one. They get a really mm-hmm. athletic linebacker to fill the middle. Justin Shorter is good on the back end in round five. I kind of like that pick. Um, but overall, again, a B-minus draft. Um, I don't know about going – it really depends on how that offense uses Dalton Kincaid. If he ends up becoming your slot, like a big slot second tight end, which is what he's projected to be, and he ends up being really good at that, this gets a lot higher. But I just don't – like there were slot receivers on the board. If you were going to do that, you should have just taken a slot receiver. I'm just not that high on him. That's also true. I really liked a lot of – I think he was tight end three on my board, maybe tight end four. There were a couple guys that I thought were better. And definitely I think would have been there come later rounds. Yeah. So. I mean, Darnell Washington was picked up in the third or fourth round, I think. So, right. Uh, let's move to the Broncos. Um, this is a C minus draft. I only really like <laughs> yeah. the JL Skinner pick in the sixth round. I think he adds a lot to the back end of that defense. I really like uh, big, athletic, strong hitting safeties. You'll find that to be a theme throughout this video. Uh, Marvin Mims doesn't do anything for me. I like Drew Sanders, but I'm not big on Riley Moss and Alex Forsythe is just eh. So it's a C-minus draft. I don't think they really addressed many needs that they could have addressed. Um, I think they're not better today than they were at the beginning of the draft on Thursday. And that's really – I mean, that's all I really got to say about that one. Thank you, Russell Wilson trade, for screwing <laughs> yeah, with that's, the Broncos franchise. That definitely plays part, and I think, in this <laughs> lower grade too. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. like they gave up so much just well, to get – a singular quarterback, which then they had to re-sign on a better contract deal. I mean, we're also we're going to talk about the Browns in a minute, and they didn't have a first or a second round pick, and I still think they had a wonderful draft, and I think this mm-hmm. is a perfect segment here. I mean, I gave the Browns a B. I love Cedric Tillman and Saika Ika in the third. Dewan Jones and Isaiah McGuire yeah. in the fifth. Then you get DTR in the sixth, and everybody knows I literally am the biggest DTR fan of this entire class. And you, you get look for DTR, Jake. What you simp? For oh, DTR. I'm a stand, dude. I don't give a fuck. 
Um, DTR is going to be the starting quarterback by week 12. <laughs> not really. Don't, don't, quote I was that. like, not Whoa. really. Don't quote that. Um, that and I was going on TikTok. <laughs> Bro, don't take it out of context. I'm joking. Come on. No, and Luke Weipler in the seventh, I think they added a lot of talent to that Browns roster that needed an infusion of youth and an infusion of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I, I just like everything they did. I thought they got great value everywhere they drafted. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, the Browns filled in needs that they needed um, as much as they only had to be able to pick by, like, the third round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, third round, and I think they filled in the needs that they needed to as much as they could throughout this draft. I mean, yes, they weren't, like, stellar picks because they didn't have those high-end draft picks, but they filled the needs that they needed to. Uh, pickups. No, absolutely. Excuse me while I eat right now. <laughs> we can move right to the Bucks. Um, it's a C. It's a C minus for me, dog. Um, yeah. I hate the Kalaja Kansi pick because this is essentially Logan Hall 2.0. And the thing with Kalaja, the thing with Kalaja Kansi is you're gonna know right away whether you made a mistake or not. Because you will know right away whether his arm length allows him to actually play D-tackle in the NFL, or it won't. You'll see it the first day of practice. You will know. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cody Mock pick, I mean, he gives you tackle guard flexibility, which is fine. I wish they had added a true tackle. I can. Yeah, this is the guy This is the guy that's transitioned from tight end to, to lineman, guard. Yeah. Oh, it's an offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, Yaya Diaby, again, I could take it or leave it. A lot of guys that I watched that I think have really good analysis weren't as high on him either. Um, I love the Cervasia Dennis pick. Um, he is going to be a very, very good linebacker in the NFL, and if they're going to lose Devin White like he has said he wants out, Cervasia mm-hmm. Dennis is going to be a great filler. I like the Payne Durham pick because I think they needed a tight end. A lot of people have ignored that need for the Bucks for a long time for no reason. They've needed a tight end. I like Payne Durham. And I really like the Jose Ramirez pick in the seventh. I think he adds a lot to that edge rush. You might not get a lot of a lot out of him right away, but I think you will probably two or three years down the line. I I can agree um, for the Payne Durham. I think having him kind of sit behind uh, Janu for a couple weeks will help develop him a little bit more into the NFL, um, which is – pretty decent for him um, because he actually gets a true blocking tight end and a bit of a receiving tight end in uh, Johnny Smith kind of teaching him. Um, I I think think... Johnny's in Atlanta. No. No, I thought it was in the box. Johnny's in Atlanta. Is he to Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, for a seventh pick. Oh, never mind. I'll take everything back that I just said. It's all good. (laughs) No, I mean... I I I thought the Bucks picked him up um, off the trade because they were looking for a tight end filler um, to help with them. No, they have. Um, they have who do they have? They have, they have Kate Otten. And uh, Kyle Rudolph was still there. Yeah. He retired yep. at the end of the season. Um, let's move to the Colts solely because there's not much left to say about the Bucks draft. I don't think. I mean, it was. It is what no, it is. It's pretty simple. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I absolutely loved the Colts draft. I gave it an A minus. I thought it was. Abs- I thought they nailed it. Um, the Anthony Richardson pick, again, my quarterback three. I think they get the highest upside quarterback in the class. And even if Anthony Richardson starts day one, he can turn around and hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. This is the perfect situation for Anthony Richardson to be in. Uh, I think Shane Steichen's offense is going to be a wonderful for Anthony Richardson. 
you essentially take the Jalen Hurts offense and put Anthony Richardson into it, and all of a sudden you've got more big playability than Jalen Hurts has and about the same running ability, except Anthony Richardson is 40 pounds heavier and four inches taller. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love it. I love the Julius Brents pick. They needed a corner. They got a really good one. Josh Downs in the third is absolutely wonderful value. That's your T.Y. Hilton replacement. He goes to a team where he can automatically play the slot, make a lot of plays. The Adebowari pick in the fourth round I also think is absolutely wonderful value. Um, I like their fifth round where they had five picks. I think they just got really good value there. Evan Hullett running back is an RB2 behind Jonathan Taylor's great. Jalen Jones in the seventh. Wonder, like there are people who had him mocked in the third round getting him the seventh is really wonderful i loved everything they did i really do i i don't know what else to say i was gonna say i love that josh um too because i think he can honestly compete for the second wide receiver role with the colts anyway like because obviously michael Pittman is going to be their wide receiver one that's pretty self-explanatory and then they have alec pierce and isaiah mckenzie so um yeah yeah. yeah, Isaiah McKenzie and Alec Pierce are good twos and threes, I, but Alec, I think Josh Alec Pierce, become two. Alec Pierce will be the two, as in he's the second boundary wide receiver. Josh Downs yeah. is going to yeah. play primarily in the slot. I was right. going to say is that Alec Pierce probably has been doing better on the outside um, as like that boundary receiver, like you said, um, and I think he fits that role perfectly. I think Isaiah McKenzie is just there for death on the roster. Um, they had Paris Campbell, which they let him walk. Um, he kind of played that outside boundary receiver that they needed. Um, but I think Alec Pierce fills in that um, two-slot, two-position for uh, being the outside, and then Josh Downs being that slot receiver that they need helps a lot. I think the Colts really did a great job here. Uh, replacing Ryan with Anthony Richardson is a big upgrade for them. Um, mm-hmm. You go from a limp arm noodle of a quarterback who had <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, very um, – Bad, very washed Yikes. up throws um, mm-hmm. to a uh, freaking rocket of an arm um, hitting the freaking ceiling at his uh, training facility in Florida uh, type quarterback. I think this is like a really good pick for them. Also, the only thing I can say about this draft is the raw athletic scores average on this draft was through the fucking roof. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know what raw athletic score is. Do you guys follow any yeah. of that? <clears throat> I heard heard about this. So there's a system, I forget who does it, but like they go in and grade the raw athletic scores of all the um, incoming NFL prospects. And I think the raw athletic score of the Colts draft, like the average was like an eight. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, They essentially just went like the Adebowari pick, the Anthony Richardson pick, Josh Downs, Julius Brent, Jalen Jones. All of those dudes had like a nine, five or higher. I think Richardson was a 9.99, but we can move. They basically said, We'll take every of the best uh, athletic people you've got, and we believe that we can develop them. Instead of best player available, they went best athlete available and just said, yep. "We're gonna get, we're gonna get more athletic." That's what they did. Look, you can train athletes to play positions, and that's literally what they just said. <laughs> like, does not matter if you're an athlete; you can play. We'll just train you how to play it better. Let's move on to the card. Right. No, we're good. Let's mm-hmm. move on to the Cardinals real quick. Um, honestly, it's a B. I think they got better. I don't think there's anything to really say about it. I think I really I really like the move up to get Paris Johnson trading back down to get more capital than moving back up. I like that. Um, BJ Israelari in the second round is good value. 
Garrett Williams and Michael Willison. Um, I really like Michael Wilson out of Stanford. That's a great pick for them. John Gaines, the guard out of UCLA, also fits a need. They got better on the offensive line to help protect Kyler when he comes back. They got Michael Wilson to help catch footballs when he gets back because obviously they're moving off D-Hop. The only round I really didn't like was their fifth. I don't like the Clayton Toon pick, and Popo just doesn't make sense to me. I think Dante Stills in the seventh is or the sixth is good value. So again, I think they got better. There's nothing much for me else. There's nothing. There's nothing else I really have to say about that. I got nothing to say about it. Oh, wonderful! We can move right to the Chargers, who I actually again really like their draft. Again, a B. Yeah. I really like the first two rounds. I love Quentin Johnson, who's my wide receiver one. I think he adds a lot of playmaking ability to that receiver room. And I love the Tua Polo 2 pick. Um, this is a very, very athletic edge rusher who I really liked coming into the draft. And mm-hmm. I think he does wonders for the Chargers pass rush. The rest of it is, it is what it is. Max Duggan in the seventh. I mean, you get a nice backup quarterback. <clears throat> you get a nice backup quarterback in the room. I think he's going to be a tough guy. He's going to be a leader in the locker room. I like that. Wait, 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 wait. What, what do you mean backup? He's going to be replacing Justin Herbert, the fraud. If I don't see that Justin clipped Herbert on TikTok, I will actually sue you. Yeah, and Justin Herbert's coming to the Patriots. If, I, if I'm going to get dragged for saying DTR's taking over for Deshaun Watson, you're getting dragged for the Max Duggan. I know you're joking, but now I'm coming. Well, I do, I do like the fact that the Chargers did get Max Duggan. Um, yep. You have his true wide receiver one that he played with in college. You have a new quarterback working with him. You have, like, someone who could tell Justin Herbert, like, this is how Quentin Johnson likes to receive his receive the ball, like with more touch, more speed on the ball, like a bullet, or more lobbed up in the air. Like you have someone who's thrown to him all season long. Now you finally get someone who can actually like help you with that in the back. I'm being a telling bridge. you, Max Duggan. It's not gonna happen. Kyle, shut it's up. It's not gonna like, happen. You can't talk shit because you think Daniel Jones is worth $40 million. He's uh, worth a he used is. napkin and a bag fine. of Cheetos. But you signed him more than you signed your own running back who won you your games. Yeah. yeah Besides that, let's move to the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Chiefs I've got a D-plus grade on, dude. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. I think they reached in the first two rounds. The rest of it was mm-hmm. fine. I've seen other people give this draft a B because they had higher grades on Uzama and Rasheed Rice. I did. I think Rasheed Rice was a fourth-round wide receiver. I think Uzama mm-hmm. was a third-round defensive end. You had other you had other pass rushers on the board that I liked better, and you reached. I mean, are you better today than you were Thursday? I don't think so. Like, it's a D-plus draft. Like, but also, at too. the end of the day, it's going to be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and these dudes are somehow going to develop into the best players in the NFL. I don't know what to tell you. But that, yeah. yeah, that was that was gonna be my point. Like you still have yeah. Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, and Andy Reid still sitting there. I mean, yes, the defense could really use the help right now, but I mean, like uh, it's it's Andy Reid. He just won the Super Bowl. And because I said that, they... Rasheed Rice is gonna go for like twelve hundred and seven. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with what? I mean, they made a watch juju <laughs> uh, look worth eleven million dollars. So I say so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Again, you can disagree with me on that. I've got a D plus grade on it. I think, like, I think other people have graded it a B plus, a B, whatever it is. I think it's a below average, close to, like, bad draft. But mm-hmm. you're getting the benefit of the doubt, and you get a D plus. It's not a yeah. below average draft. It's slightly above below average. <laughs> I can, I can agree to that. Uh, the Commanders, 
I gave a C minus. I really liked most of what they did, but bro, you took a manual forward when Christian Gonzalez was on the goddamn board. <laughs> I, I will say, I absolutely Emmanuel, hate that. Emmanuel Forbes is going to be a really good corner. I don't know why they chose him over Gonzalez, but you know, Emmanuel Forbes I, is going to be a good football player. He's not going to be what Christian Gonzalez develops into. You don't know that. You, I, I do. I, I will say. No, hold on. They could be just as good to get, like. They Fine, could be they're not. As, as, he's not as good of a prospect as Christian Gonzalez is right that's now. That's fair. Okay, I will accept that one. That is a better wording, so I'll accept. Mm. That. <laughs> but that's really the only problem I have. I like the Ricky Stromberg pick. I love the uh, Jartavius Martin pick. KJ Henry makes them better at wide receiver. Mm. I like most of what they did. Um, the Emmanuel Forbes pick drops it down to a C minus for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree. Um. I mean, as much as what they're they're banking on next year, though, with a quarterback mm-hmm. that they want, I mean, and I'll give them an A next year if they get Caleb Williams. If they do, good for them. But what they still have Wentz on contract. Wentz is gone. I think it's oh, Sam Howell. Really get... It's Sam Howell and Jacoby it... Brissett over there. Oh, sorry. So I mean, in my in my opinion, in my opinion. If you're really going to go for it and you're going to bank on getting the number one overall pick in in the draft and you want Caleb Williams, it, it, you got to either go. I, I don't think I don't they're think going the to. I was going to say, I don't think the commanders are going to be that bad. Um, they have Ron Rivera. Who, start to call, Ron, Rivera's, Ron Rivera is always in win now yeah. mode and they're running with Sam Howell from what I can understand. I don't know if that's going to last though. Like, I don't I think, don't think they'll think be that Kobe bad. Percent. It's Jacoby Brissett. I think if Jacoby Brissett is looking like the hot hand in the preseason, you gotta roll with him if you're Ron Rivera. You can't, or else the fan base is gonna turn on you. Because if Sam Howell is looking like garbage, you gotta roll with the, the guy fan base already him. is turning mm-hmm. on the franchise. Their franchise is awful. look. They, they yeah. turned on him when Taylor Heineke got sat over Carson Wentz when they brought him in, and Taylor Heineke was looking pretty good after the last season. Before they that. played you, for Taylor, they didn't play for Carson. Yeah. Anyway. That's a fact. I'm going to move on to the Cowboys draft, which I actually really liked. I gave him a B-. minus. I think Mozzie Smith is probably the most underrated pick in the first round. He fits that defense, and he's going to absolutely thrive in the Cowboys defense. Gives them a big guy in the middle. Help them stop the run. <clears throat> I like the Loon sh- uh, Luke Schoonmaker Luke- pick. Dune. I really like that Dune. pick. They needed a tight end after Dalton um, Schultz left, and I think Shoemaker comes in, makes is probably very productive as a rookie. I think he probably starts as a rookie. I think he's a plug and play. Um, I am obviously oh, yeah. really high on him, but that's I, I also I also Connecticut boys are Connecticut boys. I also love this Deuce Vaughn pick. Um, oh, first yeah. and foremost, if you don't know the story, uh, Deuce Vaughn's dad is a scout for the Cowboys, and he was the one who got mm-hmm. to call his son and be like, "Hey, you want to come to work with me next year?" Which I think is yeah. awesome. It was. Uh, Great to see. Plus, Deuce Vaughn is a very, very good running back. I know that um, people were questioning why they took him if they have Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's going to be the RB1. He'll st- he'll go one through three, and Deuce Vaughn will provide a scat back role in that third down set where he'll come in maybe once every three third downs, make a pass catch. You could also, you know, same, you could also use him a slot. Thing. Yeah. People said the same thing about um, Tony Pollard when they had Zeke. So. Mm-hmm. We see how that worked out. We know how quickly you need to go through running backs anyways in the NFL. So. Exactly. You just got to yep. keep refreshing them. 
Speaking yep. of refreshing running backs, let's move to the Dolphins because they added a burner in the third round, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love this Devon A-Chain pick for the Dolphins. Um, they're building a track team in Miami, and I don't know how anybody's actually going to be able to keep up with all the speed they have on the field. Between Waddle, you. Hill, and A-Chain, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, just forced to throw you. more than 20 yards. And the camps... Devin Allen. Yeah. Devin Allen that was on the... Oh, there goes Kyle. Kyle. No, he'll come back. Kyle. He'll come uh, back. Devin Allen. Oh, I someone got kicked. He, he didn't kick him. No, nobody kicked him. He just dropped. I'm sure it's no, his I Wi-Fi thing. Cook. I can't uh, I will say, I will say that um, there is an actual Olympic runner out there uh, that played for the Eagles during the preseason in the name of Devin Allen. Um, Olympic hurdler. I think if he went to the Eagles, you put him in the slot, you got another speedy deep threat guy there. Um, yeah, like you said, Jake, that'd be a full-on track team right there. The Cam Smith pick, the Elijah Higgins, the Ryan Hayes pick, and I just really love this Devon H.A. pick. They get a C+. Plus. Yeah. Um, Cam Smith, he's corner, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a big-body corner. Think, he kind of reminds me of I, J.C. Horn light. I think they only chosen to kind of replace the fact that they kind of let Byron Jones uh, cut Byron Jones from their team. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of needed that um, mm-hmm. because they have Ramsey, they got Howard, but they need that like third guy that would kind of fill in that role. Mm-hmm. Kyle, bro, you good? I don't know what was just happening. <laughs> my uh, Discord just decided to update in the middle of me using it. So well, that's funny because I also can't see you right now. You're just doing the perennial yeah, circle thing. So I'm, uh, yeah. I'm on. Um, I typed in the Discord website right now, so I don't know. I'm um, just here for a good time, not a long time. Leave and come back when it updates. Leave and come back when it. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, I mean, he's God. gonna be happy. Be- he's gonna be happy because he's missing the Eagles conversation. Um, <laughs> I'm giving them an A for hitting the first five picks yeah. out of the park. I hate the Tanner McKee pick, but that's about it. Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith in the first round is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how you get Dude. Nolan Smith at thirty. Getting Tyler Steen and Sidney Brown in the third round, I absolutely love. I love Sidney Brown as a prospect. They added a lot to that back end of that defense. And they add Keely Ringo in the fourth, which I think is absolutely great value there. So I love um, their draft. It's an A for me. Be, besides that, during the draft in the middle of it, after the first round, um, and with the Lions picking up uh, uh, their running back, um, we'll get when we get there. Um, getting DeAndre Swift off of the Lions. Um, Where did Steve go? What is going on? <laughs> um, alrighty, boys. Um, but uh, getting making it look like a whole entire Georgia team out here. Um, absolutely really nuts. starting to look is really nuts because that uh Georgia looking defense from their uh 2021 season or 2022 season when they won the national championship, um, is starting to look like it's coming together right now. Um, you got two interior. Defensive lineman and Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Um, you got Nolan Smith on the edge. You got Keely Ringo. Uh, you got Nicobe Dean on the interior linebacker. I, I really don't know why, but the Eagles are looking like the 2022 national champions. But like yep. whoever is letting this slide um, needs to rethink their franchise um, picks because uh, nobody wants to see guys that already have chemistry together in college um, run it back again. Because yep. I think the Eagles are gunning for a championship at this point after this draft. Yeah, I mean, also, the fact that they were able just to sneak in and grab arguably the best player in the entire draft 
I mean, so many teams. It's as it turns out, it's possible to trade up in the draft to help yourself out. But no, no, no NFC East team really could have gone. That's for it, also so. why I hated the Bears draft is because they traded back mm-hmm. one, gave up Jalen Carter, and then took Darnell Wright. Like that is yeah. absolutely yeah. ridiculous to me. Like, but also the fact that the Bears needed interior defensive lineman help, and they let Jalen Carter slide. Arguably the like, best player in the draft. Arguably they the just best. Moved up, just move up one. Yeah. They got what? the draft capital for it. Well, they had it. They had it. Yeah, they had the, the pick and moved back with the, and like, the Eagles, it was stupid. The Eagles picked it up, and they were just like, he's back. Jalen Carter. I did it. Let's take it. All right. All right, let's, boys. Wait, let's, oh, man, I missed the good one. Let's move to the, the Falcons. I missed the I wanted to talk about. Yeah, too bad. Hey, Kyle's back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a B. I like the fact that they added Bijan, but I don't think it was the most value they could have added. I like the Matthew Bergeron pick in the second. I really like the Zach Harrison pick in the third. A lot of people don't have a high grade on Zach Harrison. I do. Um, it's the height, weight, speed thing thing i think he's like 6'5 274 and he plays edge he's ridiculous and the clark phillips pick in the fourth round when a lot of people had him going the first or second i think is great value so it's a b they got better it's an above average draft yep let's move to the 49ers which again might surprise you because i gave them a c plus grade i think they did above average given the fact that they didn't have a first or a second round pick or a fourth for that matter they had three picks in the third. I like the Jair Brown pick. I really like the Jake Moody pick, no matter what anybody says about kicker's value. I'm not loving the Cameron Latu pick there, but that's whatever. I like the D Winters pick in the sixth. And honestly, they just had a decent draft. I really liked it for what they could get. So it's C+. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, nothing really, like, big. Nothing really too flashy. I think they kind of are riding off of what they have for an offense already. And a defense, what they have already. I mean, yes, they could have filled in the need for a couple more uh, corners and safety help um, because of how low on depth they are and how talented that rooms those rooms are. Um, secondary is looking really in a bit of a shambles, but I think the 49ers did an okay job, like you said. Um, not much really they could have did after they traded away a lot of their draft capital for. Uh, quarterback they don't know yet if he's going to be good or not in Trey Lance um, yeah that's all I really have to say listen man yep. you've had three years to evaluate this quarterback you know whether he's going to be good or not the fact that he yeah. might open up on the depth chart as QB3 is ridiculous Kyle let's move to your Giants there buddy I give him a B plus I think it was a good draft um, it was more than it was better than above average I like the Deontay Banks pick I think it fills a need I love the John Michael Smith pick in round two. I had them taking him in round one. Getting him in round two was absolutely great for them. And I like Jalen Hyatt's fit and value in the third round. If they had taken him higher, it may not be as <clears throat> I may not have rated it as high, but getting him in the third I think was great value. The rest of their draft was about average, but I'm giving them a B plus for knocking it out of the park for the first three rounds. I uh, love the Deontay Banks uh, move. I saw that they had tried trading up for him uh, because they thought either the Vikings or the um, Lions were going to take him. So I'm glad that they were still able to get him at their pick and didn't need to give up any assets for him. I thought that was great that they decided to just be patient and go with it. 
I love the John Michael Smith uh, pick mm-hmm. in the second. I think him being a great run blocker for our center position is going to be massive. Um, I love Jay- Jalen Hyatt, too. He was one of my four wide receivers I wanted the Giants to take, so I'm glad we ended up going with him. Uh, and I actually really like the Eric Gray draft uh, draft pick, too, because I-, I think he's going to be a solid backup to Saquon. Um, we, I don't think he's going to be the replacement for when Saquon eventually leaves, which I think is, I think it's kind of um, going to happen at this point, um, unless we can somehow get Saquon to come back to us. But um, I don't think Eric Gray will be like that replacement guy. I think he's just kind of going to be our nice little backup role. That's fair. Which I'm okay with. I think it was a great draft for us. I'm happy with it. I like that. I mean, I think I agree with your analysis again. I give it a B plus. I think it was. I would think it was up there with the best drafts in the entire NFL. Uh, I I like the now. Ahead. I think one thing they should do, Kyle, is now I they swear build to God, pretty... If you say anything about Daniel Jones, I'm booting you from this podcast. <laughs> so it's funny you say that. So I think what they should do is tank this year, get the number one overall pick, so they can get in an actual real quarterback. I'm not not doing that. I'm moving to the Jaguars. Fuck both of you. Then we can spend the right amount of money for them Uh, and not overpay for some wet napkin. So I think that's why they should tank this year. I'm moving on to the Jaguars. Steve, I want to talk about the Jaguars. Let's move to the Jags. I gave the Jags a C. I like their first round pick. I like Anton Harrison. I think he fills an immediate need because of Cam Robinson's suspension. I hate their next two picks in Brandon Strange and Take Bigsby because they reached. It was an absolute reach. Um, I do like their later rounds, the fifth and sixth round. I really do like. I like. I love Yasir Abdullah as a prospect. Antonio Johnson as a prospect. Another big, tall, athletic, hard-hitting safety. I like Parker Washington added to that receiving core that already has a lot of talent. But Parker Washington just makes it that much deeper in case somebody's an injured uh, gets injured. But <clears throat> those two picks, the second and third round picks, really drag this down. I'm gonna, I give it a C. Mm-hmm. I also don't understand taking a running back when you've already got Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby doesn't give you anything that he doesn't have. I think um, what Etienne's a little bit injury prone little bit so maybe they're just setting it for a backup option um but that running back room has just been travis Etienne and then other filler guys that were prospects that have done some to nothing for them so i'm wondering if tank bigsby was someone they had on their radar to kind of be a secondary option for them if say travis Etienne goes out with the whole entire acl injury and i'm gonna knock on wood for that because i doubt i don't want to see that happen because he's a great running back um, but I think Tank Bigsby is just someone that they feel like to be a replacement option if need be. I still don't like it. It just doesn't. It doesn't bring any value to you, especially in the I, third I, round. I think you could have got him. I do fifth. think it was a reach. I do think it was a reach there. I think there were some other needs that they could have, but like getting him was definitely something on their radar. But I don't think taking him in the third was ideal. Mm. That's fair. Um, excuse me. Let's move to the Jets. Um, they actually did get a B minus from me, even though I absolutely hated their first round pick. Thank you, Belichick, um, for that. Will McDonald doesn't give you anything that Bryce Huff doesn't, and he probably is your fifth rotational pass rusher. Why would you take him at fifteen if you're the Jets? <clears throat> 
I like the Joe Tipman pick in the second round. They needed interior offensive line. They also need tackle. And they decided to go with Will McDonald in the first round instead. I know that they already have two really good running backs, but this Israel Aben, Abenekanda, sorry, I always struggle pronouncing his name, picking the fifth round, I love it. I think he's one of the best backs in this class. He's underrated, and honestly, he's going to produce at the NFL level. And their seventh round pick, I absolutely love. I had a third, I had a low second, early third round grade on Zach Koontz, and they picked him up in the seventh, and I almost guarantee you this man starts for them this year. I almost guarantee it. I'm going to let you guys talk about the Jets. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, I mean, what? I'm not I'm not too upset with the Jets picks. Uh, I mean, yes, Will McDonald probably wasn't the best option. Um, I think the Jets picked way before that. Yeah, the w- Jets picked at uh, 15. 15. And they could have gotten a Nolan Smith, in my opinion. Um, I really think that was a bit of a reach for Will McDonald, um, which they could have probably, if they really wanted him, they could have picked up in a later round. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a better chance for them also to grab a tackle at that spot. Um, probably not. Because um, Roger Jones and uh, Paris Johnson were picked a lot earlier, but I mean, I think they could have traded up. I mean, I don't know. There, there was options for the Jets to go and get a tackle if they need be. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. Will McDonald was not it. Um, they also had an opportunity to get a another better wide receiver in that in that draft. Um, they I don't think they really four. need a wide receiver though, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, what you got? Garrett Wilson. That's it. Well, who else you got? They also got um. You got Garrett Wilson. Face, they just came over from Green Bay with him, with Rodney. Uh, Alan Lazar. <laughs> yeah. He's Go. serviceable. He's serviceable. Garrett Wilson's your wide receiver one in that room. My, yeah. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right yeah, now. He's wide receiver know, one, but like I know you have. You don't need a replacement. But like you have nobody else. You really don't have anybody else. I really think they should have gone receiver. You picked before the Chargers, and you picked you picked way before any of these other teams. You picked way before the Seahawks, Chargers, Ravens, and Vikings. You could have picked up another slot receiver or a wide receiver two option. I don't. Ne- I don't necessarily disagree with Andrew. I think JSM would have been a much better pick than Will McDonald at that spot. I just. I think this is a great move by Belichick to. Have the Steelers move up, clearly take who the Jets wanted, and they had no backup plan, and so they freaked out and just went, oh, you heard this name before, and just went for him. So thank you, Belichick, for that. That was beautiful. Let's move on to the Lions, who I straight up gave an F. Yep. Um, Let's talk about the fact that they're wasted opportunity. They reached on the first uh, first three picks they had. They traded down from 6 to 12 just to pick a running back, where if they were at 6, they could have picked Bijan Robinson anyway, which would have been better than Jameer Gibbs. And you still also would have been able to pick up you still would have been, tackle, too. You still would have been able to pick up Jack Campbell at 18 had they suck and just taken Bijan Robinson. And they reached on Sam Laporta. The only thing that is even remotely like good about this draft is them adding Brian Branch. 
And don't get me wrong, I like Jack Campbell. I think he's going to produce at the NFL level. You could have gotten him in round two or three. There's you know not. Think... Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know who you didn't mention who I think could? In all seriousness, while we're talking about quarterbacks actually starting at some point in the near future, Hendon Hooker. No. Nope. I'm not saying this year. I'm not saying this year. But eventually, Hendon Hooker, I think, will be there. I also hate that pick. Not gonna I lie, I like hate it. that pick. Um, because like because I don't hate Hendon Hooker. Um, he's a twenty. You said you don't like him. You think he's bad? I don't. I don't like him. He was my QB five. Um, yeah. That's why getting him in the third round is good. No, no, because there's a significant drop off, and I've told you that. Um, yes, I know. Uh, and the Giants used the top pick for a bad quarterback. Come on. He's a 25-year-old developmental quarterback who almost likely never gets to be is never better than Jared Goff, and the only time he gets better than Jared Goff is after Jared Goff ages out at age 33, which is four or five years from now when Hendon Hooker is 30 and is past his prime anyway. Plus, More or less plus you're just putting yourself in you're putting yourself in maybe playoff purgatory where you might be good enough to continue to get to the playoffs with the current team you've constructed, but you'll never be good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Not with Hendon Hooker, not with Jared Goff at quarterback. That that the first round pitch should have been more or less uh, secondary help in the corner back room, especially. I, I don't hate you, the Jameer Gibbs pick though. Like yeah, I, a, I, I hated it twelve. I hated at twelve. Well, yeah, twelve is a little high for him. Even at eighteen, I, I would hate that pick. It's about I, positional I think... value, Kyle. Like I love Jack Campbell. No, I, I hate him at eighteen. But if the team thinks they have their player, does it matter if they're Yes, if it matters. Positional value right. and value on the board matters. Yeah, but if they have their guy, why not take him? Because they're in win now mode him? and Jameer Gibbs may be they're slightly not in in, win now mode. Yes, they are. No, they have gotten better this offseason. They are in win now mode. Yeah, in a not, week NFC, not, they are in win now mode. They are not also with an aging Jared Goff capable to win now. That but then, what are you talking about? Ready. The NFC North is wide open right now. It is not wide open. Yes, it is. No, it's it is. not. Yes, it is. Running away with that division. The Vikings have gotten worse. Their defense is garbage, and they're about, like what? They also had two seasons where they had back-to-back seasons of, you know, the most games decided by one score. The only difference is they won those games this year. Kyle, so the fact that they had so many games that were in a 50-50 toss-up. I mean, they could have even gone Jalen Carter at six. I mean, that's a pretty damn good defense. That would have been I mean, wonderful. Um, yeah. Well, so, yes, Austin. Are your Giants in win now mode? No, I don't think they are. <laughs> not I even if they, they want are. it. Not even if they Why try. They, what? They're not. Andrew, we are missing so many pieces. I think last year was a fluke because we have a better coach. I don't think um, we're in win now mode, Andrew. Well, it is in win now mode for you guys because oh, yeah. you wouldn't have just signed Daniel Jones to that long of a contract. Yeah, just because we think we found our quarter, the team found its quarterback doesn't mean we're in win now mode. We still need pieces. We the Lions are in win now mode. Their team is good enough to win now. Stop it. We like uh, no, the Giants are not in win now mode. They I said the Lions. A number, no, I know, but okay. I'm referring to Austin's question. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was we just still curious, need a number one wide receiver. We still need more linebacker help, which we didn't really address in this draft, but I don't think they really liked anyone positional value. We improved our offensive line significantly with uh, John Michael Smith in there, but I still don't think we're in win-now mode because the Eagles and Cowboys are both significantly better. We saw how badly the Eagles dismantled us in the postseason. The Eagles are so much, so many steps ahead of us. Like, the Lions... 
not the Lions, sorry. The Giants were better this year than previous years because we actually have a head coach and coaching staff who actually fit in with our team. And are actually we're actually able to bring out the best of the ability with this team. Are we in win-now mode? No, this team is not good enough to win the Super Bowl. Not by a long shot. Win-now mode doesn't mean you're winning the Super Bowl. It just means you're go- attempting to get to the playoffs and win. But good luck. at least have a winning record that would look decent enough for you guys. But, yeah, but here's uh, the thing. I think other teams in the NFC also got better, let alone teams in their division got okay. better. Who again, else got better? Again, to the better? original point, Bears? to yeah, the original the point, the Lions are in win-now mode. I, Austin, go ahead. Drink. So, yeah, I just wanted to say, I also think for that Sam Laporta, I, I don't like Sam Laporta that much. Um, I think he was overrated coming into the draft, and for them to take him there with, um, what's his name, right behind Michael him. Michael Mayer was uh, still on the board when they made that Michael pick. Mayer is there. He went the next pick, and they don't take him. I think that was dumb. I also think Luke Schoonmaker is arguably as good as, as Sam Laporta or better. I think he's actually one of the better tight ends in this class, starting day one at least. I don't know if his ceiling is going to be quite as high, um, but he's actually a lot more athletic than people think he is, but he's a, a very solid, like, you know you're going to get that safety outlet. So they also yeah. had him. And again, um, at the end of the day, I think they reached on the first three picks. I don't like the Hendon Hooker pick for them. If this is a different team, Hendon Hooker might make a lot more sense. I don't think Hendon Hooker makes sense in their system, and I've told you why on multiple occasions. Yeah, but I think the one thing that we're not considering with that Hendon Hooker is Jared Goff's contract situation. Jared Goff is only going to be in contract for two years. Hendon Hooker can easily take over in between then. You're Especially assuming that Hendon Hooker Asian... is actually a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, because I think he is. You're also There's undervaluing... I mean, what? you're also undervaluing Jared Goff as well. He did make it to a Pro yeah. Bowl and a Super Bowl. So. And they, it was rumored that they were talking extensions earlier today. So... Yes. I, I am I am underestimating Jared Goff. I do think he has the potential to prove me wrong. But at this moment in time, I still think Jared Goff is not the solution. And I think Hendon Hooker can be the, uh, at least a, mid, a mid-ground solution. I don't think he's like the number one answer. He's a little too old. I think you're trying to replace Jared Goff with Jared Goff, but that's okay. Um, let's, move on to, let's move on to the Packers. Yep. LOL. I gave him a B. I think it was fine. Lucas Van Ness is eh. Like, it's not awful. It's not bad. Um, I love what they did in the second and third round with Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed, and Tucker Craft. Um, that's just adding weapons on weapons on weapons. I like Luke Musgrave, and I like Tucker Craft. Jaden Reed is a very undervalued wide receiver in this class who gets open, makes contested catches, and is going to be very good in that system. The D- <coughs> Duntavian Wicks pick in the fourth round fifth round fifth round i also think is a sleeper pick i think he might produce right away i hate the sean clifford pick but that is what it is uh it's a b i like it they added weapons for uh jordan love and i love it also fuck you aaron is what the packers said in this draft yep and i love every bit of that oh oh it's time to move to the panthers yay a good one yeah. Panthers get a B plus from me. I like the fact that they went Bryce Young and immediately got him another wide receiver in Jonathan Mingo. Mm-hmm. Mingo was his name. Uh... I am on record saying that Quentin Johnson and Jonathan Mingo are the only two X receivers in this class really that might produce at the next level. And I think getting Jonathan Mingo out there in Carolina only adds to Bryce Young's development. I, I love think it. One more, but we'll get to him. It's a B plus from me. 
Um, I'm actually really upset that the Panthers got Jonathan Mingo because he was my number one bride receiver that I did want in the draft. Mostly because I could chant Mingo was his name every single time he would catch a And you would actually get an ex-receiver you know, instead of I a think, bunch of slot think, guys. But hey. I think right. we're happy about that, Kyle, so that's okay. Um, I do like the Panthers. <laughs> I think for Riley Sanders. Um, with fewer or less picks than most teams had, um, they answered their quarterback problem. They mm-hmm. added a weapon for him to add on to Thielen being a veteran receiver that they can kind of help lead these guys. Um, and having DJ Chark and, there. And having DJ Chark there also as a serviceable receiver that they need. Um, I've never seen DJ Chark actually like be considered a bad receiver at any point in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he's had some down games, but I mean, like he's always been serviceable for for any team he's been on. Um, look mm-hmm. at him on the Jaguars. Look at him on the Lions. He's been serviceable. Um, I think as much as the Panthers need need more picks, um, they answered a lot of questions that was needed for them. They filled in some holes that they needed to. And honestly, the Panthers did pretty decent. Um, and I agree with your P- B plus rating for this uh, draft for them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move right into the Patriots here. Um, I'm giving it an A. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it an A minus. I'm not giving it an A. Um, it is an A minus because I think they had an absolutely amazing draft. Let's start with mm-hmm. the first round with Christian Gonzalez. I think they absolutely stole him at 17. He was projected to go in the top 10. They traded back acquired assets and still got uh, Christian Gonzalez, which I think and is an screwed over steal. the Jets. And screwed over the Jets. <clears throat> Keon White in the second round, I could give or take. Um, I don't necessarily love that pick. I'm not as high on Keon White as other edge rushers. But everybody's going to crucify me for this. I absolutely fucking love the Marte Mapu pick in the third round. Um, when Daniel Jeremiah speaks, I normally listen, and Daniel Jeremiah called Marte Mapu his favorite player in this class. He absolutely loves him. And Daniel Jeremiah isn't wrong very often, so I'm going to go with the guy who knows what he's talking about, and I absolutely love that pick. I love the fact that they added interior offensive line at three different times. I like the Jake Andrews pick, I like the City South pick, and I like the Antonio Mafe pick. I think all of those guys could play at one point in this season as interior offensive line um, rotational pieces if somebody gets hurt. I think Jake Mm -hmm. Andrews is essentially David Andrews 2.0. I really like him. City Sound, Antonio Mafe are also very good interior offensive linemen who could develop and play almost by the end of the season if that is need be. Mm -hmm. Chad Ryland, I don't mind them getting a kicker. They need one. Nick Folk struggled last year. Um, Getting one in the fourth after Jake Moody was taken, I don't mind it. A lot of people are pissed about taking a kicker in the fourth. If you can't get Jake Moody, you may as well go get the second best kicker. I'm fine with it. I really wish they would have taken Jake Moody, but I understand why they didn't considering the 49ers took him in the third round. Yep. I love the Kayshawn Butte pick in the sixth because obviously you're getting a guy with a lot of potential who hasn't really produced. I think that's a good I think that's a good move by them. I like the Bryce Barringer pick because this dude's got a fucking boot and we need a punter. Yes. Uh, Sorry, Jake Bailey. You Go ahead, and I've Austin. already talked about it. I just don't like it for where it is because the next punter isn't taken until after they picked again and took Demario Douglas. I mean, I yeah, you you wanted them to take AT Perry there, I and I get Perry, that. Who I think is the other at, at that moment is the only other extra receiver left 
fully on the board. And I um, get that. I really do. But I don't mind. Like, after taking Kayshawn, I don't. I knew they weren't taking AT at that point. So I was kind of like, okay. But I do understand where you're coming from with that. Well, it, if they didn't take another receiver, then I'm like, okay, they were never going to. It's the fact that they then take Demarius Douglas yeah. later in that, then I'm yeah. like, okay, well, if you were going to get a second one, then go get A.T. Perry, who, if nothing else, is that late, uh, more of a late flyer um, in the fact that he is that X receiver, at least by his traits, his size and everything like that, did produce pretty well at Wake Forest. I know that's not the SEC and things like that. Now, if it had been the SEC, I'd have been like, what are you doing? Go get that guy, but... And his stats call is really good, and he's a big target. What is he, 6'4"? He's 6'3". 6'3". Okay, 6'3", 6'4", something like that. So uh, the thing is, and he was good. It wasn't like he's just a big receiver down there. He was good. You and I have talked about this. We both really were high on A.C. Perry. I think Demario Douglas fits a very specific role they were looking to fill, and it isn't X receiver. (laughs) Which is, I think, a problem for us because we don't have X receivers. I mean, you have Devontae Parker. Which he is an yeah. X receiver, like he's not he a is. great X receiver, but he is a serviceable X receiver. But he's also old now. Yeah, he's kind of old. So mm-hmm. and, you know, and and he's never healthy. So go get me that guy. I think here's the thing. I think Taekwon might be able to develop into that. We'll see. Yeah. I like him. Mm-hmm. He has the size to do it. But I would have rather taken AT Perry. So you have the two of them. You have two options there. Yeah. You had Devontae to maybe help them. And then you have, you know, all your slot guys. And that's all we really have is slot guys. guys I mean, like Kendrick Bourne can play the X or the F. He, he does it well. Yeah. He but does. Again, I, yeah. I, do see it. I do see it. But um, also with the fact that both Kendrick and uh, Devontae are on high-end contract, end contract deals. Like, they're above $5 million on the cap space. Um, maybe bringing in some younger guys with cheaper cap space might be the option that the Patriots want to go to kind of alleviate that pressure. Uh, potentially, I think we might see a cut at the end of the season between either Devontae or Kendrick. Um, seeing how they perform during the preseason might be something that may happen um, just because of the fact that they are cutting into a lot of the cap space. And if we wanted to alleviate pressure come next season, especially after signing Juju and his uh, contract will be going up and taking more more cap room, I think that might be the problem. You also we'll have Juju. Down right. We have Juju. <laughs> like, that's the other thing. Is like, we have Juju. Um, I'm not a big fan of Juju. Um, I've already spoken my piece about him in our mm-hmm. group chat. Um, but I understand where the rest of them, the rest of you guys come from on where you stand on him. And I do see that as your takes. And I have my takes on him. Um, yeah, I don't love him for a couple different reasons, but I think... Overall, he's not. He's serviceable. He's, he is he's just supposed to be the number one for us, basically. Unless Billiton right. thinks something like Taekwon's gonna be, and at this moment, or like, at this moment, you're looking at a Juju, a Devonte, and a Kendrick Bourne, one through slot, and then the two tight ends with Gasicki and Hunter Henry, which yeah, I right. think is a fine set of weapons. I think it's. I don't fine. think it's yeah. bad. I think the problem <clears> is that you went out and got. I'd rather. I mean, we. we Plus, you have Taekwon Thornton to rotate in there. Right, you could have had Jacoby just stay at that point, and I don't think Juju's going to come here and just be like, "Wow, okay, yeah, that's why we paid." I for think him. Juju... let me go off. Let me go off like a Tyreek Hill speed and go all the way downfield and have Mac Jones try to throw to me. Now we're not going to get that type of stuff out of. I think Juju I adds the run after catch ability that Jacoby doesn't necessarily have, but yeah. I mean, that's again, that's this is a whole different conversation. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I will um, say, um, go ahead. Just looking at our second round pick, definitely could have been used for. I kind of was hoping for Don for Hopkins to have been shopped, especially 
if we're give, giving up a second round pick, definitely to get uh, to help Neon the Cardinals. White is going to be very helpful for you. I think he uh, replaces Lawrence Guy. Uh, he probably yeah. releases uh, replaces Josh Uche, who's in a contract here, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Uche's coming off a big season. He's gonna want uh, with gonna Lawrence want Guy. You'd need a more nose tackle to replace him, but. And- I'm okay. They also have Bar- they also have uh, Barrymore. Barmore. Yeah. Yeah. Barmore. Yeah. Uh, and he's gonna be a stud this year. Yeah, he's gonna absolutely. take the he didn't take a sophomore jump last year, but looking at the end of last year where he looked unstoppable. Um I think I I I'm fine that we didn't go and get the as much as I wanted like big things to happen. Mm. We don't know we, we can all be honest, we don't know what Mac's gonna be. Like he yeah. looks good first year. He looked bad. Let's see if he does well. And I'm fine with him not going out and spending that because if you go get him or any other receiver like that, and then Max sucks. We find out Max sucks. Let, or let's, is, let's is, just, what? Let's, let's just say this: um, during undrafted free agency, um, they decide to sign Malik Cunningham, uh, the understudy of Lamar Jackson. I know, I know, I, know. So I fucking so. hate Malik Cunningham. <laughs> I fucking hate Malik Cunningham. He has he can't throw. He throws worse than oh. Kyle in a backyard. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> different on that jake I, I, I bro watch the minutes. tape dude um, just watch the I, fucking I, tape i do like the isaiah bolden pick though mm-hmm. that's in the seventh round yep. um coming out of jsu um a lot of high praise coming off of him from uh Deion sanders his former head coach um i think Getting a guy like this who had like a head coach in Deion Sanders um, means either there is a lot of potential upside for this player um, going into the draft um, and coming into this season for him. He's a, I think he's a very talented prospect, and um, I think there's a lot to come from Isaiah Bolden, and I really think he could step up into being in the uh, rotational spots for our defensive corners position. Because yep. I can also see Christian yep. Gonzalez playing a safety role, an over-the-top safety role, if need be. Um, yeah. I know he's done it a couple times at Oregon, but I do definitely see that as a potential option for Christian Gonzalez as well. I think he's slotted right into that boundary spot, but I get what you're saying. No, I mean, I'm ready to move on to the Raiders. I know that we've talked a length about the Patriots. Obviously, it's five of our favorite teams here, so that just naturally mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. <I, laughs> But also, I really, really hate the Malik Cunningham signing. I know that he's in for practice squad and maybe a wide receiver change, but I, I just hate that signing. I hate Malik. I don't I mean, think he's, a, think he's not an NFL quarterback. Moving to the Raiders, um, mm-hmm. I'm giving them a C-plus solely because I really don't like the Tyree Wilson pick. I know a lot of people are higher on Tyree Wilson, and I think I'm going to get pushback on this. It's not because it's Tyree Wilson. It's because, again, I think they could have gone Jalen Carter, where they would have upgraded a lot more than Tyree Wilson on their edge. Or a corner in Christian Gonzalez where they would have upgraded more at corner than they did at their edge by taking Tyree Wilson. I'm also just not as high on Tyree Wilson as everybody else. I, if you can't produce in the big 12, I mean, I'm not going to be very, very high on you as an edge rusher. I like their Michael Mayer pick. I think that adds a level to this offense that was going to be missing without Darren Waller. I think Michael Mayer is going to be very, very reliable for Jimmy G. I absolutely adore the Christopher Smith pick in the fifth round. Um, I think he's going to be very, very good in the next level. I think he's very instinctive. He may not be the best athlete, but he knows the game of football. I really like that pick. And that's why they get a C-plus from me. It's because I really don't love the Tyree Wilson pick, but I do like the rest of their draft. 
I, I agree with you on the Tyree Wilson. I also think they could have gone offensive lineman as well. I think mm-hmm. that offensive line is decent, but it needs a lot of help for it, um, especially on the tackle position. I think they could have gotten Skaronsky, uh Who else was there? Um, Skaronsky, uh, Darnell Wright, and Brother Jones. Jones were all. Yeah, I really think they could have gone for any of those guys, and I think that would have been a big asset. I think Jimmy G is going to get hit a lot this season, especially in that AFC West. Um, good luck, Jimmy G. Um, I hope you realize that Josh McDaniels and that whole entire Raiders franchise has no hope for you to survive. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yikes. Um, I think that Michael <clears throat> Mayer uh, draft is actually a little underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a oh, lot 100%. Of people, a lot of people keep talking about Tyree Wilson, which is fair. He was their first-round pick. But that Michael Mayer uh, selection, I think he's going to do wonders. He's essentially he's Jason first- Witten. Like that's what yeah, he is. He, he, he's a great yeah. blocking tight end, um, and he's a really good he, possession receiver. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think I think he'll be really good. I think uh, Vegas is going to be happy with him. I I'm kind of iffy on the Tyree selection, to be honest. Like, I like him fitting in with the Raiders, but I do think there were better people available. Like, See, that's the thing. Guys. Like, I get it. You need an edge rusher opposite Max Crosby, but there were players yeah. on the board that you would have upgraded at position like other positions I, I think they chose the wrong position to try and upgrade to be honest mm-hmm. i kind of i agree with what andrew was saying like i think offensive line was kind of where they should be going mm-hmm. like I, I know they're jimmy g is already injury prone as it is and now you're throwing him <laughs> in front of a line that isn't very good it isn't going mm-hmm. to be great like i was they don't have a really decent backup. They don't have a decent backup quarterback after backup? him. Uh, I think they drafted Aiden O'Connell. I think he's going to end up being their backup. Actually, their backup is Jarrett Stidham. Oh, no, Jarrett Stidham got signed by Oh, Stidham left? Yeah. Okay, then okay, it is. I think then it's Aiden O'Connell. No, it is Brian Hoyer. Bro, they really are New Englandese, bro. Oh, God. I mean, Hoyer's our backup. Oh, Zappy. Zappy yeah. and now Malik Cunningham is a no. Third. Oh no, McSorley, 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 <laughs> no. and then and then Cunningham. <laughs> if Malik Cunningham plays and starts an NFL game for the New England Patriots this year, it will be the saddest day of my life. Uh, <laughs> I was off for six touchdowns. Jake's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trading in and I'm turning into a uh, Ravens fan right now, bro. I just, Jackson, I'd be watching the game, sitting there, like actually holding back tears of sadness. Mm-hmm. We can move I over to move. we can move to the Ravens. Um, yep. I fu- great draft. I fucking love oh, it. It is an A. Draft. It is one of very few teams that got an A from me. Um, Zay Flowers, I think, fits them perfectly with Rashad mm-hmm. Bateman and OBJ there. I think Zay slides right in their slot and becomes a very very productive receiver for them right away. Trenton yep. Simpson in the third, I think, is great value. You're getting a like genuinely, you're getting an athlete that you can just mold into a really great linebacker. And Patrick Queen, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option from what I understand, so getting Trenton Simpson to replace him is actually kind of a very good fit. I love the Caillou Blue Kelly pick, and I really love the Andrew Voorhees pick in the seventh. I think you're going to get a guy in Andrew Voorhees who will start for you at some point in his career. And with <clears throat> barring injuries, he's probably a second- or third-round pick. So, Bro, I was actually just about to say that about Andrew Voorhees. I'm mad that you know so much about college uh, players that you can actually save this shit. Because I'm like, I do so, <laughs> I know so much random stuff about college players, but you know, like more than me, and it's annoying sometimes. I, I, I <laughs> do kind of wish they went with more of like a replacement for Justin Houston, who's aging. They have a mm-hmm. lot of um, 
outside linebackers who are old up in the age and especially on their right side um which they tend to have like justin houston and all of them kind of play and i think they could have found an upgrade um yeah. in this draft process but i don't think they saw that yet um hopefully they can mold like trenton simpson to kind of fill into that spot um maybe he can play that and also be an off the ball pest for them as well so like he mm-hmm. could be like a versatile linebacker for them mm-hmm. or they go out and trade for isaiah simmons knowing them they probably will and <laughs> that would be the ideal look mm-hmm. for listen if they somehow pull off a trade for isaiah simmons i really like the ravens again to win the afc <laughs> north but Let's move on to the Saints again. The Ravens had an incredible draft. Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. I was good. Did we skip the Rams? Uh, I don't think so. Did we? Did I accidentally skip the Rams? Uh, yeah. There are no Rams. Where'd they go? Oh. Rut row. There we go, Kyle. Rut row. Did somebody delete the Rams because I did them? <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't matter. I'll pull it up on ESPN and I'll give it a grade right now. I really can do that. Um, yeah. While he's pulling that up, I'm going to give him a C. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think they did much better than a C. All right. Um, I will give it to you in a minute. Just give me one second. Right. Sounds I, like you're guessing Kyle. He, I'm not. I The only thing I really like about this is Stetson Bennett. I'm going to go out and buy a Stetson Bennett jersey. Of course you are. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I even – I don't know. I don't think I missed them, but I probably did at this point. Um, well, they didn't have any first round, second round. They picks. moved, they moved up to the second round. I love the oh, Steve Avia pick. Um, the Byron Young pick out of Tennessee, that dude's going to be a monster. I love that pick. I do like the Stetson Bennett pick. Nick Hampton's going to be an absolute animal. I don't care what anybody says. I like Warren McClendon out of Georgia. Um, Puka Nakua out of BYU is going to produce. They got Tredavious Hodgins Tomlinson in the sixth round. They got Zach Evans in the sixth round. Um, they're going to get a B from me because I think it was an absolutely good draft and they got absolute value for what they picked. Uh, Zach Evans is also actually a really good pick. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to give them B. I think it's a solid draft. I think they are better today than they were last Thursday, especially with the lack of picks they had. Or, well, lack of top-end picks. Especially yeah. with Stetson Bennett, future Hall of Famer. No. No. <laughs> I like Stetson yeah. Bennett. I like Booker. Stetson Bennett for them, but no. Uh, it's literally a Hendon Hooker situation. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, Stetson Bennett is better than Hendon Hooker. I apologize for that, by the way. Um, we should have had that. Are you mm-hmm. apologizing for me? No, no, uh, to no, the no. not having the Rams <laughs> yeah. on here. Um, that is I mean, quite... good for the Rams for actually having draft capital, too. They, mo- they moved the board a lot. They were all over the trading on the round the board. It was actually kind of masterful. I really enjoyed it. Was it. After, it was after the Jalen Ramsey trade. They made some acquisitions yeah. from the Dolphins. Then they traded around and made some more picks happen. Um, they caught, And the Allen Robinson trade to the Steelers helped alleviate some more picks for them. Um, they really just were offloading some of the cap, big cap spaces that they had, and we're just like, here we go, let's get some more rookies in, let's get some young guys, let's go yeah. for it. We've got about six teams left, so we should probably try to speed this up a little bit. Uh, yep. But with the Saints, I'm giving them a C-. minus. I don't love the Brasier and Isaiah Foskey picks. Um, I think they could have gone other places and gotten better value. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with the Brasier pick. I just, I'm not that high. I don't think he was a first-round talent. Um, Kendra Miller in the third is a really good pick. I like Jake Hayner, so as a backup quarterback, I love that. They also picked up A.T. Perry in the sixth, which I think saves their draft because that is a – if genuinely, there's a reason he fell to the sixth round, but I genuinely think A.T. Perry can produce in the NFL. 
So it's a C minus for me. I like the back end of the draft. I really don't love the first two rounds though. I do like uh, Breesy though. I, I know you do. I, under- I understand that he's not a pure like first round talent, but I like they're pretty much in the second round anyway where they're drafting. So like, I mean, don't get me wrong, they got better, but that's because I don't necessarily love the Saints as a football team. But I'm just it's a C minus because I think they reached and did some things that I wouldn't have. I love the Kendra Miller pick. Love it. I, I Kendra Miller is I think going to be their starter in a couple years. Yeah. Not not right away because they still have Kamara, obviously, and they just signed Jamal Williams. But I think Kendra Miller can definitely be a star running back in this league. He'll produce. He will. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. let's move to the Seahawks. I gave him a B plus. Um Devon Witherspoon and Jack Smith and Jigba. Great picks. I think that's a great first round. I don't necessarily love the Derek Hall pick in the second, but that is a classic Pete Carroll Seahawk pick. Zach Charbonnet in the second kind of confuses me because you have Kenneth Walker already. It's already come out that they're going to compete for touches, which is fine. Um, but I don't, again, I just don't think you needed another running back. I think you could have added one later that would be a rotational back for you that would have complemented better. But that's I fine. I think it might be to save him on injury. Yeah. I mean, I get, like, don't get me wrong, I get it, but I, I just don't love the value there. Uh, I yeah, do the like. Zach Charbonnet pick is really strange. <clears throat> like, it's a strange pick. Um, I, I I like the Anthony Bradford and the Oluwatsimi picks. I think they upgraded their offensive line. Um, Olu, like, Oluwatsimi can be a starting center from day one, even if he was picked in the fifth round. I think he's going to be good for them if he does get thrown into the games. And, I mean, there's nothing else to say. There's a B plus. They hit it out of the park in the first round. It's a good draft. Devin, Devin Witherspoon, yeah, great pick. I, I was going to say, if Devin Witherspoon fell any further, he would have landed right in the laps of the Lions, and I think the Lions would have taken him. Um, but I think the Lions did what they had to do, and I don't think they liked it. But the Seahawks taking Devin Witherspoon as another guy with Greek uh, <clears throat> Woolen um, in that secondary and then getting Jackson Smith and Jigba, you're giving Geno Smith options, yeah. literal mm-hmm. options to throw to now, and this guy is just going to go off. Listen, Jason in the slot is going to be an absolute monster. You got Metcalf at the one. You got Tyler Lockett Walker. all the way on, yeah, on the outside as well. It, it's just with Fant as well. And then you got uh, Kenneth Walker in the backfield. Like, you got options for Geno Smith to make this next I mean, three years. You can throw Zach Charbonnet Amazing. into that mix too. I mean, Zach Charbonnet is not a pass catcher, but he's a really good running back. Again, yeah. I mean, they got better, which is why I give it a B plus. The Zach Charbonnet pick kind of head scratches to me because they have Kenneth Walker, but I guess add talent and just keep adding talent. Yeah. Um, moving to the Steelers, <clears throat> I, I mean, four of the last six teams that we do, I actually really love their draft, and the Steelers are no exception there. Uh, I'm giving them an A minus. I think the Project Jones pick is good, like solid, fills the need. I absolutely I adore it. the Joey Porter Jr. pick in the first pick of the second round because people had you taking him at 17 and you got him at 33. I absolutely love the Darnell Washington pick in the third round. Um, that's ridiculous. I like the Nick Herbig pick. I, like, they got better. I love everything they did here. They got a lot of value. Great draft by the Steelers. Their their first four rounds were incredible. Adam <clears throat> Jones, I really love, especially the fact that they needed a better offensive line. Um, it was an aging offensive line. They had a couple young guys surrounding it, but like it was getting up there in age. 
Joey Porter is a steal. The fact that he fell out of the first round and into the second at the yep. start of the second just is incredible to the fact that he's also now playing where his father played. Um, so, like, that's a big thing. Darnell Washington, you add him with, uh, oh, what's his face over in uh, the Steelers? Is that their tight end one? Um, Pat Fryermuth. I mean, you got, you got two tight ends, a blocking tight end especially. Uh, Najee Harris is getting an extra blocker in front of him. They did a lot. They essentially, like, I love it. Um, I'm going to move right into the Texans because this is one of the very few teams I gave a straight up A to, like, tied for best draft in the entire entire NFL. Um, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, fucking love it. I love being aggressive and moving up from 12 to 3 to go get Will Anderson. You've got two cornerstone pieces on your offense. The Juice Scrug picks, I liked. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was, like, out of this world, but I think that's a good – like, you go get your center. Absolutely adore that. Love the Tank Dell pick. Absolutely love it. Um, that's going to – he's going to produce right away in your system. Him, John Mechie, who's coming back from his unfortunate um, incident, and who else are their wide receivers? I don't know, but Tank – Nico Collins. And Robert Woods. Yeah, I'm taking Tank Dell and John Mechie over both of those dudes. <laughs> I'm taking Nico Collins over Robert Woods. Oh, I'm ta- yeah, all of them yeah. over Robert Trees yeah. right now. Um, I love the I Henry Toa Toa. Sorry, go ahead. Toa Toa. I was about to Toa say, Toa. how the hell do you pronounce his name? Henry Toa Toa in the fifth round is absolute steal value for you. I think he's going to thrive into Miko Ryan's defense. I love the Xavier Hutchinson pick, who, like A.T. Perry, I think is going to be a good X in the league. He's going to be a very great late-round pickup. And honestly, I, I think they did everything right. I love it. Um, I loved it. I loved how aggressive they were in the first round, especially getting CJ Stroud. They got their starting quarterback. They faked everyone out saying, we're not going to go for a quarterback. We believe in our system. Um, and then literally stealing CJ Stroud out from underneath everyone. Um, and then trading up and getting a guy that they needed on their outside edge in Will Anderson to – bolster that defense i i really think the texans played aggressive in that first round to get the two guys that they believe would be the future leaders of their team and then adding a guy that cj stroud liked in the combine and tank dell like you gotta go for someone that cj stroud likes mm-hmm. um and that that fit perfectly into their system i like it <clears throat> we can move on to the titans i think it's a b plus draft I like getting Skaronsky. I like getting Will Levis in the second round. I love Ty J. Spears. He's one of my favorite players in this class. Running back out of Tulane. Great player. I love Josh Wiley in the fifth. Um, I think he's going to be a very productive tight end in the league. Jalen Duncan in the sixth, again, I think is just great value. Um, adding another tackle to that mix who has guard flexibility like Skaronsky. And, I mean, again, I thought it was really, really good. They got great value. And they were great value in positions of need, so I like it. The Will um, Levis pick actually kind of surprises me. Why? I, know, I was going to. I know they're not high in Malik Willis, but I think they're not even giving him a real good chance. I mean, they've been I, linked to Will Levis since the start of the draft process. It doesn't surprise yeah, me. I I like the fact that I the Titans were, went and got him, um, but I think, uh, I think. With still Tannehill on contract, uh, Willis is serviceable as a backup to option. Um, I think they should have ran with those two guys for another year. 
I will uh, not be surprised if Will Levis is starting by like week six. If that is the case, good for him. Um, being a Connecticut boy, I love the fact that he's getting his opportunity. Um, I just kind of wish because I I actually predicted him to fall into the lap in the second round into the Rams' lap to add that depth uh, for a quarterback that they needed, um, and for the Rams, um, which I would have loved for them to get. But uh, I understand why the Titans wanted him. Um, he's just another big arm quarterback that they would want fills the need of when Tannehill decides to call quits or by end of his contract leaves. But I really could have thought the Titans could have waited until next year to pick up a better quarterback. I think Will Levis is serviceable, but I don't think he's that standoutish guy that will lead them to be the best team in the AFC South. That's fair. I'm going to move right into the Vikings. I mean, last team we have to cover, it's a B-. minus. I like the fact that they added Jordan Addison. Um, I think they should have added a corner earlier. I think they should have been more aggressive in going and getting a corner. But they obviously needed a wide receiver, too. That was a need. Um, and I like the fact that they picked Jordan Addison. I think he fits right into the system. The reason this gets a B- minus instead of like a C or a C plus is because I absolutely love the Dwayne McBride pick. Um, in the seventh round, again, another guy who I think is going to be a productive running back in the league getting picked up late. And I just, I mean, I like it. It's a B minus. The thing that I disagree with here is I don't disagree with you. I disagree with like what they did. Like I think they should have gone corner first over Jordan Addison. Like not be, like I obviously needed a second wide receiver, but I think they could have gotten like a similar role in a later round. But as for a top corner, which they do need, I think Deontay Banks is right there. <laughs> which Joey really Porter happy. was there. I was really Joey Porter was there, job, but. Deontay Banks was there. Joey Porter was there. They were slightly after the Patriots, right? They were 17? No, they were 23. 23. So, but if they wanted to, they could have even traded. 22, you're right. They could have even traded up slightly before to get Christian Gonzalez. Like, they had options to get corner. And I think that would have been more beneficial. Not that, like, I don't hate the Jordan Addison pick. Like, I think he's going to be super beneficial for the team and he's going to be valuable right away start like he's going to I, be a starter i just think corner would have been better andrew i think you should go because this is your second favorite team so. I, I yeah um i i like the fact that they went jordan addison i look at the nfc north um the only team that has a decently strong secondary is the packers and when you look at all the, the other teams in the nfc north they're still young guys that are still developing. Like the Lions have options to be strong secondaries to kind of shut down um, like the Vikings offensive passing game. But I think they wanted to add like that second receiver that could be explosive, like uh, Justin Jefferson and kind of just like explode off so that they can kind of get that offense rolling and just keep that pace moving, keep it fast pace, score. Let the defense kind of hold for a little bit. Score. Let the defense kind of hold for a little bit and just keep scoring. Um, that's why we saw like that Colts-Vikings games last season where it was such a high-scoring game because they just uh, kept fast-paced and just kept it going. Um, but, I mean, I understand. Like the like I said, the NFC North is wide open. I don't think – I think every team in the NFC North is looking to win it right now. And the fact that Bears upgraded uh, – Vikings upgraded on offense a little bit more to replace that Thielen loss. Uh, Packers are looking to kind of just survive right now. 
the Lions are in a do-must-win situation where they need to win it out to be able to be contention. I also think players. the Lions have significantly gotten better in the back half of their defense. So I do agree. Yeah. I do agree. And I do think that, yes, they are still young guys, and they still need some time, but like you're not going to be able to match up against a guy mm-hmm. like Justin Jefferson unless like you have like Jair Alexander, who actually shut him down for a little bit yeah. in that last game. But, I mean, it's just like, Adding a guy like Jordan Addison is very beneficial to them, but I do wish the Vikings did go um, corner and got like a guy like Joey Porter or Deontay Banks just to kind of solidify that backfield because I, I don't think that secondary is going to do much against these other teams, especially now that the Bears have DJ Moore. Yeah. Well, that concludes the NFL draft grades for all 32 teams. Let us know what you disagree with. Let us know what you agreed with. If, you did a, if we did a good job, leave a like on the video, hit the subscribe button, and you know what you know what I'm about to say. Go make sure you follow us on all our social medias, High School Backups, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, as Kyle has referenced in multiple times this vi- uh, episode. I swear to God, if you do not clip the uh, Max Duggan will start over Justin Herbert clip and put it on TikTok and only clip the DTR joke, I will <laughs> actually yell at you. I will know. I will figure it out. Um, but I'm you not. You don't have a TikTok. You won't. My fiance know. does, and she follows the channel, and I will know. Uh, <laughs> hey, I do too, and I'll, I'll 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 video record it, I'll screen record it, and I'll send it. I to have you. friends, Kyle. <laughs> um, but on that note, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoy.